Welcome back to the season premiere of UView, the show dedicated to all things Arlington youth. My name is Sam Derringer, and in this episode, you're going to see everything from new segments to improved filming styles to a complete cast of youth hosts. We can't wait to show you what exactly it is that we've been building over our break, and we hope that you're as excited as we are. Without further ado, let's get into it. Hello, and welcome back to the A-Town Scoop, your Arlington Youth News. I'm a writer for the AHS Ponder page, and my first article was about the in-person freshman orientation that took place a couple weeks ago. The article covered what the students thought would happen versus what actually happened, if they thought the orientation was more social or informative, and if they thought it was helpful in any way. A couple freshmen also discussed their opinions on the older student mentors and COVID safety, as well as any questions or overall feedback they had. If you are interested in reading more about this article or the Ponder page in general, you can find the link in the description below. As all students hopefully know, 40 hours of community service is a graduation requirement. This is totally new to most freshmen, but everyone is treading unfamiliar waters this year because of the new COVID setbacks. Like in past years, students must complete their community service at a recognized nonprofit organization and can keep track of their hours through x2vol.com. It may seem difficult to make progress with your community service this year with this current state we are in, but there are a lot of ways you can get involved safely. Anything you can come up with to bring people together or support local businesses or senior citizens could potentially count towards your community service. Remember, if you are already doing something you think might count, you can always request it. In other news, Arlington's beloved Retro Burger has been shut down. This is somewhat of a devastation to all the students who relied on this restaurant for lunch on early release school days. However, the space won't remain empty. Arlington's long-lost Toraya plans to move in. This Japanese restaurant was once open across the street from AHS for 20 years, but they closed in April when their landlord chose to build condos in the location. After over six months, they announced the reopening in Retro Burger's old building, which will happen at some point next year. Speaking of which, there have also been a couple updates about what the rest of the school year will look like for high school students. It has been decided by the administration that AHS students will continue learning remotely for the remainder of the first semester, except for the high-need students that are already in person. However, the school committee has indicated in past meetings that AHS students may end up learning remotely through this entire school year and possibly even next fall. A group of parents and guardians of AHS students have developed a petition for the administration to plan a hybrid learning option starting this spring. It is unclear whether this is even possible with the construction going on in the building, but we expect whatever choice the administration makes will be in the best interest of community safety. On this subject, Governor Baker has made some changes to the current COVID safety regulations. A curfew has been put in place, meaning residents are expected to stay in their homes from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. Additionally, most non-essential businesses and activities are now required to end no later than 9.30 p.m., though restaurants can do takeout and delivery services later. 
This curfew guideline does not include residents who are working, going for a walk, or running critical errands, such as the grocery store or anywhere related to health needs. Governor Baker has also chosen to restrict the limits on social gatherings. Now, any indoor gathering must be limited to 10 individuals, and any outdoor gathering must be limited to 25 individuals, while also following the proper social distance and mask regulations. On this note, we would like to give you a friendly reminder to continue to social distance and wear your mask to help keep yourself and the community safe. That's all for today's A-Town Scoop. I'm Jasper for UVU. Hi, my name is Lauren and welcome back to Student Stories. Today we have Sarah Peterson, Anushka Oak, and Emma Davison all here to talk about their involvement in photography. All three of you guys have taken photos for the Sunrise Movement in Arlington, which is a relatively new movement, but um, how has that, like, what is that like? Um, and, you know, you're like a part of the movement, but you're on the other side of it. And, you know, if you could explain a little bit more about that. I would love to be there anyways, like just as like a participant in like the movement and all of this stuff. Um, but it's definitely like really cool when you're like the photographer and people like regard you differently and they're like, okay, well, we're going to stand over here and like you can go over there. Um, so that was cool. And also it's just like awesome when people are like, oh my gosh, can you like take a picture of me like holding my sign? And then you show it to them after and they're like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Like, thank you so much. Like, it's just me like doing something that I enjoy, but it's also like making other people really happy. So that's cool. Um, also, I just appreciate like capturing moments of our generation, like being powerful, like at the Black Lives Matter protests, I took a lot of pictures and like everyone was like, oh my gosh, you're amazing. And I'm like, well, I'm just like there, like this would happen if I was there or not. Like you're just seeing the pictures because I took them. So like, it's just cool to capture what other people are already doing. Yeah, so I was like attending Sunrise Movement stuff before because like I'm in a movement, but um, like taking photos for them, I feel like it just gives you a whole different perspective because like you're actively looking for stuff to take photos of. Like you're looking for every little detail and you're not just like viewing everything as a whole on a large scale. You're trying to like capture the reactions of like each person or capture like each little part of like the protest or the um, rally or whatever is going on. So I think it definitely makes you see it from a different angle, which is really cool. And it helps you show it to people from a different angle. Yeah, I had been involved with Sunrise like in a very minor way, like I had attended a few um, like hub meetings, but I hadn't really gotten super involved with them. And then they asked me to take uh, photos for them for their banner drop um, over route two just with a banner saying count every vote this is right before the election um, and it was I think it was just a great way for me to get involved in the movement and also kind of explore a style of photography that I hadn't before I'd really only done like portrait photography so doing photography like in that way was really a really cool opportunity for me I think it's also this is like it's a super important movement that's doing a lot of like really cool really important stuff so it's just I think it's important to be documenting those moments so that we can, you know, show to future generations and our kids and stuff. So it just feels really cool to be able to be a part of that, even in a really minor way. There seems to be a particular importance 
of photography right now. So if you guys have any thoughts on that or want to elaborate on that, I would love to hear your perspective. In like right now, I would say like there's a few different main points that like stick out to me. Like obviously I think um, just like the actual reason a lot of people have had me take their senior photos is because like they didn't want to go to school to get them because like they didn't feel comfortable doing that or they just didn't like them. And like this year, now you're allowed to have like your own pictures be sent in. Like you don't have to get them like with like the blue school background and everything. Yeah. So I think that's like the literal reason <laughs> that it's important because like people are glad to have like someone else to take pictures. Um, but then also I just think it's like so important um, kind of going back to my point about like how people are really happy like when they have pictures of stuff of themselves that they like. Um, I think it's important right now just because everyone's like depressed a little bit and like yeah. having a good time. So it's like really nice when you can like have someone have a little bit of joy from like pictures you take of them or even just if I don't photograph you but like you see my Instagram and you're like, oh that was a cool picture. Like that dog is cute. Like that's just nice. And it like makes me feel good that like some people will see some of the things I do and enjoy them during this really upsetting time. Photography is a great way to kind of see a glimpse of other people's lives and at a time when you're not really seeing other people or like hanging out with other people that much it's definitely cool to kind of see life from other people's perspectives which is nice. I think just the importance of photography during the COVID era I think it's it's a super important thing I mean this is obviously like these are unprecedented times and there are so many things going on um, in the world so I think photography is like especially relevant now because we have the opportunity to be documenting these things to be to pass on to future generations um so i think it's just super super relevant um and speaking as someone who is i haven't taken senior portraits but i've gotten them taken of me it's just it's fun to just have that little like that moment from when i was a senior that i can look back on when i'm older and just have something to kind of document the um the memories yeah yeah i agree so lastly, our last question, why is photography so great? Like, why should other people do it? Um, yeah, go for it. Okay, um, I'll start for this one. So personally, I feel like there's, again, like two kind of main things that stick out to me. So the first reason why like I'm actually obsessed with photography is because like, there's nothing better than when like you send someone's senior pictures to them or like even the sunrise ones when people like see them and they like text me and they're like, oh my gosh, I usually like hate pictures of myself, but like I actually really love these. I just think it's really amazing to like capture moments um, and help people be more confident in themselves. It's a really important way to like just document our world, document history, um, and so that we can like look back at what our life is now and like what has changed, stuff like that. You can capture such a complex emotion with just a single photograph and I think that is a super super powerful thing and it's a really interesting thing to kind of play around with. Um, for me photography is just a way to like express myself creatively and to kind of push myself and to, to try new things and like new creative expression so I think I would recommend photography for people who are maybe looking for a way to express themselves. Um, I think it's it's a super super interesting way to do that and I think it's also a way to just like be able to appreciate your friends even more like I'd love to take pictures of my friends I'm like wow these people are so beautiful like I love them like it's yeah. it, it's really great um 
for, for that reason too. I mean, and like Anushka and Sarah have both said, it's super important to be capturing like what's going on in the world um, all the time. So I think ha being able to take photographs and pass them on to future generations is a super important thing. And I'm happy that I'm able to do that. I also think it's like really cool for people who don't maybe do photography or like want to get into it. Like you, I feel like for me at least, I see everything in like such a different way since I've been taking a lot of pictures recently. Like I'll be driving on the street and like, it'll be like the sun is setting and I just see like the sun like coming through like trees and like the light. And I'm like, oh my God, that picture will be so pretty. I wish I had my camera right now. So you kind of like find beauty and like the small things that you wouldn't normally appreciate, which I think is definitely important right now because like everything sucks. You kind of find a way to see like everything in like a nice light, like even things that are kind of ugly. You're like, well, <laughs> if I framed it this way and like edited it, it would be nice. So <laughs> yeah, like you just see things in a different way and it's really interesting. Those were such beautiful responses. It makes me want to do photography. Okay, so those are all our questions. Thank you to Sarah and Anushka and Emma for all of your responses and participating today. And that is it for student stories. Welcome back to this week's creativity highlight. My name is Daniel and I'm the editor and technical producer for UView. Today, we're going to be showcasing various performing arts groups at AHS and what they have done throughout these past few months to foster and showcase student creativity. Last Friday, on November 20th, ACMI hosted an evening of virtual student performances with student-made music from the chorus, band, and orchestra groups. Here are several highlights from that event. Next, we'll be looking at the AHS Jazz Band and a recording of them playing Chameleon. I actually helped produce and record this video for the band where we recorded each member individually and then composited it into one big video. Take a look. Now, let's focus on student artists. Earlier in March, the art department asked all students in grades K through 12 enrolled in art classes to create artwork reflecting on their quarantine life. I also helped create this video 
that showcases over 800 student artwork. Here it is. I'm trying to leave this town. We are so happy to give you a glimpse into the hearts and minds of our Arlington student artists. We will continue to ask them, through their art, to tell us what they are thinking and feeling about their lives and about the world around them. Sculpture, party, eccentric, multimedia, chalk, creative, happy, helpful artist. We are artists. The link for all of these videos is in the description below, and we highly recommend you check them out for yourself. If anything, this is a testament to the persistence of student creativity throughout these challenging times. That's it for this week's creativity highlight. We hope you enjoyed and we'll catch you next time. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Pop Debates, where we discuss uh, pop culture within Arlington. I am happy to welcome you to the biggest event of 2020. I am joined today by Elliot Johnson and Gabe Rothenberg. And today we are going to be having the great pizza debate of Arlington. Gabe Rothenberg will be representing Andrina's and Elliot Johnson will be representing Otto. So firstly, we're going to start it with opening statements. You each have 30 seconds. Gabe, you have the floor. Okay, so my choice, I think it was pretty straightforward for the best pizza parlor in Arlington is Andrina's Pizza. Um, I think it's traditional, it's local, and you can never go wrong. All right, solid opening statement. Elliot, your turn. I think that auto pizza represents a new and fresh idea and perspective on how pizza works and, how, and what we think of as pizza. It presents quality and variance in what you want and what you can have. It's unprecedented how many options and what uh, different innovations they have on pizza. And I think that you're really missing out if you try any other pizza in Arlington. This is your best bet. All right. Thank you. Thank you to both of you. Elliot, I'm going to let you keep rolling with that momentum and you can start with your first argument. Okay. Statistics. This is something that I'm good at. Um, this is something that I think about a lot. And when I think of a pizza parlor, I usually like to count the amount of pizzas because, you know, if I am feeling a different mood every day, then I'm going to choose a different pizza, right? Instead of choosing a different dish altogether. Uh, well, Otto presents 27 different pizzas, while Andrina's lacks in just 22. 
And not only that, the innovation within the pizza genre is ridiculous. You're having toppings like avocado, pulled pork, and tortellini on pizzas that had, that this has never been seen before. Think about the first person who put pineapple on pizza, right? Ridiculous, shunned. And now this is a mainstay in American society. Think about how Otto is reinventing the wheel. That's unlike anything seen in Arlington or in the pizza uh, economy at large. You're not gonna see that anywhere else. Other arguments can include delivery time and pickup time because uh, they're very consistent between the two, but considering how much more goes into making an auto pizza, it's ridiculous that they can keep up the times that they have. And this is the biggest argument in terms of actual quality is the delivery hours. See, Andrina's pizza only delivers from four to 9 p.m. That's a five hour window where there can only be like, the, the only time period that they're actually hitting is dinner. But Auto delivers from 11 a.m. to 8.30 p.m. That is nine and a half hours worth of quality delivery time that you're missing out on. All right, Mr. Johnson, thank you for those remarks. Gabe, your rebuttal. Um, I'm going to bring in some evidence to back my statement. So. I will allow this. I am also a man of statistics. Um, but I think I'm going to let the people speak for themselves and to avoid opinionation, I'm going to stick to reviews and ratings. So to start, if we go like to Yelp or either Google reviews or Yelp, you can see that Andrina's is winning on Google, not by much, but on Yelp, it's by a full star. So I think, I think I want to keep this fair. And I know that restaurants do evolve over time. They do change. They do get better. So let's look at the last three months. Let's go from August to November. So if we were to do that, you see that Andrina's has a solid rating of five stars from August to November. That is per Yelp. Now, if we do the exact same thing for Auto, they have a whopping 2.5 stars. That is only 2.5 stars for, for three or four months in a row. So now you might be wondering, why the low ratings? Here, I've brought forth all one-star reviews from Yelp. Uh, three of which are in the past three months, one of which is from January. These comments are about the pricing, they're about the delivery, they're uh, the wrong order, absolutely awful, undercooked, it was terrible, you know, just things like that. And next, I want to focus on the pricing. So, if you look at Andrina's or Auto, they both have the same sizes, small and large, 12 inch or 16 inch. At Andrina's, a small is 980 and the large is 1280. At Auto, a small is essentially the exact same price as the Andrina's large, and the large at Auto is almost $20. These are only cheese pizzas because the special pizzas do vary in cost. So I, in my opinion, I think it is an extremely easy choice. It is very, very traditional. You know what you're getting, and it's very consistent. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I have to be honest, in all my days, I've never seen use of a slideshow in a debate, but thank you, Mr. Rothenberg, for that uh, riveting presentation. All right, I'm now going to allow both of, both of the candidates 30 seconds to uh, rebuttal or contradict any of their opponents' remarks, and then we'll move on to closing statements. Mr. Johnson, you have the floor. 
I think that it's interesting you bring up objectivity in this debate when you use Yelp reviews. And that consists of half of your entire slideshow is the reviews. And also, if you want to think sample size, then using like one star reviews, if you think about like consistent science, the one star reviews are going to be worse. So that's like clearly manipulating the popular belief because not every review is going to be a one star review. If you were to truly do it objectively, then there would be a mix of reviews. But I digress. I held an Instagram poll. And this Instagram poll had 200 viewers, 82 voters, 55% or 45 of the voters chose auto, while only 37 or 45% chose Andrina's. And this is a large sample size. Not to like say that I have clout on Insta, because I don't, but I'm just saying that this sample size is much bigger and it's much more tangible because I know the people and the people surround us. I would like to object. I think that the sample size is much smaller. Not only were the reviews I presented, presented were there much more reviews, there were over 300, but also that is varying in people in all age and all backgrounds, like wherever they live. Elliot's poll, for example, could be people who don't even live in Arlington and are just picking the one with the more fun name. You never know. Also, Actually, in response to his earlier claim, he said that I only brought up one-star reviews. That is true. That is because I was uh, bringing up evidence to why their ratings were so low. As you can see in the graphs, not all the reviews were one-star, but a lot of them were, and that's why the rating is dragged down to 2.5 stars. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to remind both the candidates that I do have the power of the mute button, and if necessary, I will be using it. So we will now move on to closing statements. Mr. Rothenberg, you have the floor. Um, I really, I think I've said what needs to be said. I think it is such a clear choice. It is cheaper. It is more efficient. It has better reviews. I think it's just better, and it's, it's smaller. Like you, Auto is a giant company. And I don't really think they care too much about the Arlington people, but you could go to Andrina's and know the owners and you can know what you're getting there every time. And Mr. Johnson, your closing remarks? I think that eating locally is understandable and it's also helpful, but also if you wanna think about the future of the pizza industry and the future of consumerism in pizza, then you're gonna to wanna to go with autos because they're bringing in the new flavors and the new variants that you're going to want in the future. I understand that classic works, but innovation is what's going to drive this economy. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to thank both Mr. Rothenberg and Mr. Johnson for their remarks today. You've now heard both sides of the argument. Please let us know what you think. We hope you enjoyed this segment of Pop Debates, and we hope you join us next time. And that's all for the UVU school year season premiere. On behalf of the entire cast and crew, we'd like to thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked what you saw and are interested in getting involved, we're looking to build up a team of different casts and crews for every episode. We'd love for you to join us in any way that you can. For more information about ways of getting connected and involved, make sure to follow us at UView Show on Instagram and email us anytime at uviewshow at gmail.com. Also, be on the lookout for more episodes and other content coming very soon. Besides that, we hope that everyone's hanging in, doing what they love, and staying safe out there. On behalf of all of us, we'll see you next time. Yeah.